Happy New Year, everyone. Now, if you're like us, your New Year's resolution probably consists of some form of working out. Whether you want to get swole at the gym or if you just want to stay fit and stay healthy, our friends at fnxfit.com can help. They are your one-stop shop for all things gym, wellness, and fitness that you can imagine. We always talk about their products. We always talk about their gear. But if you go to the site, you can also shop by your specific goals. They have all sorts of goals, all for different body types. Whether you're looking for weight loss, performance, health and wellness, mental wellness, or if you're just trying to build muscle and gain more fitness, they are the place to be. Visit fnxfit.com to get your workout and to get your new year started off on the right foot. And remember, don't forget to use our discount code. That's HOPOD15 at checkout. H-O-P-O-D-1-5 for 15% off. And together, we can fuel for greatness with FNX. Welcome, welcome. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. By 2021. Goodbye. Get out. You're not welcome here anymore. It's been fun-ish. Uh, <laughs> it was It was no 2020. Oh, that's true. It was better than 2020. But it was also no 2019. Two. I don't know. When was the last good year? 2019, honestly. Yeah, that's when COVID wasn't a thing. That's when we could go outside. And that's also when the Raptors won the last NBA championship. But we're not here to talk <laughs> about that. We're here to talk about round 105, our annual beer in review episode. It's the 2021 edition. New Year's Eve is literally tomorrow. Uh, so we're doing this now and we're going to take a look back on some past uh, episodes and toasts and beers and we got a new beer and we've got a taproom special. We've got a packed episode and we are pumped for it. Yeah, this episode is definitely the definition of jam packed. So if you weren't with us last year, uh, what we like to do uh, for our beer and reviews, we like to take a look at some of the 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 beer highlights over the past year. Oh yeah. Uh, we like to revisit breweries that have been on the show in the past that we feel have more to offer, uh, preferably something festive if uh, if possible. And uh, we'll rank our beers, all that stuff. But we are doing a taproom special today, so we should get right into it. Right into it. Uh, so, yeah, we do uh, just up top. I want to, um, first of all, thank everybody for uh, now coming into the end of two years of wow. weekly podcasting. Uh, just want to, you know, uh, and we'll say this again, I'm sure, before the episode's out. But but thank you to the listeners, to the the people who have engaged with us on social media, to the breweries that have reached back out to us, that have sent us beer and everything over the past two years. Uh, that's what's been able, that's what's kept us going yeah. this whole time. So it's it's really incredible. If you're uh, not one of those people, you should be uh, at the HO Podcast. Instagram, Twitter, you can engage with us there. You can send us an email, thehopod at gmail.com. Facebook, you can check us out on YouTube. We have been a video podcast for now a solid year. Uh, we turned it into a video show last January, and now this yeah. is the end of of all of that. Uh, so we put out more than 52 hours of YouTube content this year, and uh, it's all there for you to check out. And uh, we look we look great, I'd say. We look great. Our, our, our clothes keep changing. We, we mix it up. We like to keep things interesting. But uh, yeah, yeah. We, we are on all the socials and all those things. So please, please check us out and please keep engaging with us. 
I do just want to uh, once more mention, uh, we had mentioned it a couple weeks ago, but the updated show schedule, just a quick housekeeping thing right. that we are in the new year going to be moving to an every other week schedule uh, for a variety of reasons, not the least of which is uh, Gabe and I have other things to make and create. Um, but also it's just, uh, we've we've done a lot of breweries and uh, and we live on different coasts. And so... Uh, for that reason, we're going to we're gonna try out an every other week thing. If this infuriates you and it just ruins your week to not have the hop there for you, let us know. Maybe we'll change our minds. In the meantime, we'll, we're, we're talking about some uh, fun stuff we could do to we're keep We're playing you. with ideas and we've got some, we got some stuff we're working on, so just let us know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this does mean also I feel that we should mention, uh, if, if you're not familiar with this, uh, it's not something we talk about too often, but we do have a commitment on the show to feature a, a black-owned brewery or a person of color own brewery once a month we have stuck to that for more than 16 months or something almost yeah. since the beginning um so that will be every other month or once every cycle of four episodes so right. it'll still be in the same sort of thing but it might not it since we're doing two episodes a month it will be once every four episodes so just right. wanted to put that out there. and the other thing is you know we've realized we've done uh most breweries on the east coast um, and a little on the West Coast, so yeah. we're trying to hit the middle of the country as well. Yeah, look, uh, it's just it's just a reality, and this is one of the reasons where we wanted to do it. Right, is because as we said a year and a half ago, and it's something the brewing industry is aware of. But of the more than eight thousand breweries in the United States, about sixty 16. of them, six zero, are uh, are black owned breweries, and and these are small businesses too. Uh, yeah. A lot of them are so. Um, so yeah, that's that's part of it. But it but I should say, uh, just while we're on the subject, one of the most rewarding parts of this show for me has been the, the, some of the best breweries we featured um, have been a part of that. You know, uh, I don't even. I mean, they're just they're just breweries, but um, you have to seek them out sometimes with yeah. that knowledge, and it's so worth it if you do. It's it's different. It's the different flavors. It's the different cultures. It's the different lifestyles that these brewers bring to the beers, and that's something we've yeah. been talking about so much. Of you know, make it your own and make it you, and that's what's made the beers even better. Yes. So so uh, anyway, that's uh, that's the housekeeping. Let's talk about us for a second and what we've done. We've been crushing it, bro. We, we've been nailing it, really. Right. In two, 2021, we have drank 137 beers on oh, this show. God. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, that's, that's across 66 breweries in uh, 20 states and D.C. Yes. Uh, we've featured beer from four different countries. We've done, uh, again, 12 black-owned breweries this year. Two taproom, two brewery tours, I believe, New Jersey and Maryland. Am I missing one? Uh, we had that random Baltimore and Washington. Oh, that's what I meant by Maryland. Yeah, whatever. Okay, whatever that was. I forgot. Philly was we, involved. Yeah, Philly was southeast. A, we, we call, what did we call it? like midweek brewery yeah, tour? Yeah, I don't something know. Like that. Those were fun though. We have to do that again once. We uh, did. We did two other COVID f's off. Yeah, yeah please. Ugh, go away. Um, and we did four taproom specials. Uh, another one will be happening today. So yeah, um, it's a lot of beer. We've we've been up but, to a lot. I mean, this is round one hundred and five. We've done a hundred and five episodes in a row without missing any week. I mean, yeah. Listen, I don't want to toot our own horns, but I mean that's pretty dope. It's uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, it's. I don't want to sit here and pat ourselves on the back, but it's just it's more a reflection of what 
like the places we've been like when you look back yeah. on it it just flies it's and then been you, an adventure for sure you zoom out and you're like wow like we've we've met a lot of people yeah. we've tried a lot of beer yeah uh i don't think there's a beer style that we haven't come across <laughs> like it's it's or at uh, least talked about yeah it's amazing and and you know um the community we've been able to sort of cobble together here yeah, is is awesome so here's to what we create in 2022 right or what we're able to find or get our hands on or you know we said at the end of 2020 that we were excited because we had kind of hit the east coast or you know the places we lived and so right. we were going to get to expand <laughs> and then we realized we we've only done a fourth of like connecticut and it, new york right so. well that's true <laughs> but i think in 2020 we had done beer from like 14 states and right. this year in 2021 we hit 20 states plus dc so we did have to expand yeah. our bubble and yeah. uh i look forward to expanding it even more so i i'm i'm super pumped um this has been so much fun to do um i think having it once every other week will give us even more time to make it better and focus yes. on specific elements of it um but uh yeah thank you guys for joining us as always we're here for you and uh Let's get it going. We're going to dive into it. Not a whole lot of news, but uh, there is a little bit we're going to cover. And yeah, let's just get it moving. Beer news. All right. In the world of highlights, uh, I do want to mention that there have been more benefits announced to raise money for hurricane relief in Kentucky. Most notably, Goodwood Brewing is a brewery out of Louisville. They are hosting a benefit uh, today. December 30th. Hey. So if you're listening uh, and you're in Louisville, uh, you maybe pause us and go and yeah. then finish the episode when you're done. You can also look out for like, um, I, I, as I keep saying, you know, beer initiatives to come out to help raise money for this. So um, definitely if you're in the area and you're interested, that's that's a good way to give back. Also, uh, shout out to Providence Brewing Company. Their uh, their grand opening of their new tap room is coming on January 8th. They yeah. announced that. So uh, good, good well job, done. guys. Got it open. Good for you. Let us know when we can visit. But January 8th. They did let us know. Well, like, I mean, In the press I, release. I might be busy. So, like, maybe after that. No, I'm kidding. All right. So, we don't have a whole lot of news, but I like to cover these. Uh, Flavor Man is, <laughs> yeah. is a company out of Louisville. I, I don't know why Louisville is just big in the news today, but there you go. Your there buddy you Cam will be excited. There you go. Um, Flavor Man is a company that that puts out a forecast every year for trends to look forward to in 2022. They have announced uh, and, and put it out for this year, and we're going to go through the bullet points they laid out. So from their press release, uh, this year's forecast is shaping up to focus on celebrating life's simple pleasures while striving for balance. So they basically put out a trend of like what they're seeing at their company based on the clients that they have. And um, I don't even fully understand what they do. I just know that they're like a drink company. They just like get all these facts and data and they just like put it in this article and they're just like, this is what we think we'll see. It's very interesting. Yeah, but it's it's like a, they're a custom beverage development company. So they like take whatever their clients are bringing them and based on that, they go, okay, we think this is going to keep going and in 2022. So I'll, I'll take the first one. The first bullet point they have is uh, big and bold flavors. Big. You just wanted to say that. Bold and beautiful. beautiful. Uh, so this, this is kind of a counterpoint to the seltzer boom we've seen a lot of, and we're starting to see seltzers sort of um, fizzle, fizzle out. 
Oh, oh kill them. Um, but experts are predicting that drink makers are going to be opting for bigger, bolder flavor profiles as a way to kind of help them stand out uh, in the sort of crowded shelves in the liquor stores. From the press release, quote, in 2022, expect beverage makers to continue emphasizing the presence of familiar flavors in drinks across categories. Childhood favorites like watermelon, strawberry, cherry, apple, and grape will see a resurgence as consumers reach for those immediately recognizable and nostalgic profiles. I like those flavors. Spe- I'm here for Specifically it. strawberry and watermelon. Those are my, those are my go-to's. I love it. See, you know, this is it's this kind of article that brought us the pickle thing last year. And yeah. we were like, no. And then and then <laughs> we, we got cursed with and it. And then um, yeah. the, the second bullet is guilt free indulgence. Floral profiles like hibiscus, lavender and elderflower are becoming more mainstream and making way for earthier, earthier, more herbal flavors. I think I would agree with that. I feel like most of the beers we've been drinking lately have been on kind of like the earthier side. It's just a phrase we tend to use quite a lot. Um, Turmeric, anise, and rosemary ingredients like juice and full sugar are also being embraced as indulgent consumers aren't as concerned with calorie restrictions or sugar. I am one of those people. (laughs) I feel that. Uh, They are recognizing that they are treating themselves to a unique experience. Guilt-free indulgence. I I mean, that sounds like a win to me. Fuck it. We've all been stuck at home for, you know, like, yeah. Fuck, dude. Who needs... What are you you saving up for? Life is short. Get the cheesecake. And finally, a focus on simplicity. Beverage makers are uh, basically seeing that the quality of ingredients is key as opposed to the quantity uh, that we know this. You know, that's what uh, sort of drives consumers of places like Whole Foods and Trader Joe's. right? Yeah. So, uh, quote, with health and wellness continuing to drive trends as we move into 22, beverage brands will opt for simplicity in beverage formulations across the board. This has to do with the flavor that they're putting out. It also translates to low alcohol and non-alcohol offerings. Which is becoming um, way more popular. And it's going to continue. According to yeah. Flavor Man... Uh, it's going to, that trend is going to continue. You know, that's a lifestyle choice people make to be more simple and healthy in their lives. And uh, they predict that continuing as we move into the new year. This looks like a job for Flavor Man. Flavor Man. Wow. Well, that's fun. That's good for us. I like to read those every, every year. It just helps me like, it's like, look out for this. Yeah. And then when you start to see it in the new year, you're like, oh, Ah, the guys from the hop told told me me that. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so what we like to do on the hop for the uninitiated uh, is that New Year's, we, we like to revisit some of the old toasts from uh, from the year. It was really fun for me doing this. I literally yeah. went back and listened this to every great. toast I gave. And it's like, I feel like we could put out a series of just our toasts and it would tell you all that you need to know about like where we were at at any given moment. They're They're pretty, some of them are have a lot of thought put into them. some of them have a lot of thought and then others it's just like wow okay they need just needed something (laughs) you know i i listened to a few of mine and i thought hmm that was a choice i went there it was certainly a choice um Um, well so so who's who's going first here let why don't you go first great uh Uh, so my my favorite toast came from round 95 when we did maui brewing company um there was I chose this for a couple different reasons. One, the music was very light and different. It was a ukulele. I play ukulele, so I had a connection to that. Two, the overall message about just like 
I'll let you guys hear it. Uh, just the overall message, uh, talking about the ocean. I love the water. I love the ocean. You know, I love swimming and stuff. And I don't know. It's just, it's hard for me to hear these words and not just have it put a smile on my face. And that was just kind of the thought of like, you know what? We're going with this one. So enjoy. Love it. Round 95 Maui Brewing. Here we go. Let's go to Hawaii. I don't want to live another person's dreams. I want to have my head in the clouds. I want to claim my own rainbow. Sliding down its prismatic bow and plunging into the depths of new oceans. I want to seek new seasons while inhaling every breath on my own. I don't want to copy another's, but to live my life to the fullest, according to what destiny has in store for me, not according to what society thinks my destiny should be. I have a full soul and a free spirit that will soar while listening to the echoes of the ocean as she whispers, welcome home, Ohana. And I want to end on one Hawaiian proverb, kahuna nui hele kelehohani makua, love all you see, including yourself. Wow. Uh, that was uh, perfectly timed. I didn't even have to hit the button. It just the, faded itself. I know, right? It's great. <laughs> the, uh, wow. I apologize for that pronunciation, but... Yeah, I, uh, you know... I'm clearly not Hawaiian. <laughs> there were a few toasts that I wanted to use that were like <laughs> like me like trying to pronounce like German shit. And I was oh, for like, the Oktoberfest. Totally. There were yeah, some, there were more than one. a few. There were like a couple that I just was... Uh, it was fun. Yeah, I, I, I did not go with that. Um, but yeah, that was a fun one. It's just like, how can you not feel good when there's like a Hawaiian ukulele music playing? And just like, you know, I mean... It's just like and love you dressed your, up for that episode. I love yourself. Yeah, I wore a nice shirt <laughs> for that. It had little palm trees on I it. Know. I know. I looked classy AF. Uh, my toast is from round 60, 60. This is our Nebco episode. And you know what? Just rewatching it just made me laugh. <laughs> That's all there is to it. And I'm not going to say anything more about it. Oh, man. Uh, I know it took Gabe by surprise, <laughs> I know it was hard to get through. And I'm excited to take you back there to round 60. Also, are. yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, you ready for a little, little you have a to toast. some Nebco? Yeah. Uh-oh. All right. So here's the deal. Oh, we're going new. All right. Well, well, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't prove this. <laughs> I think it's great. Listen. Oh, this is like some sexy ass music. <laughs> okay. Now it's weird. <laughs> Listen, it's. It's Valentine's Day. Oh my God. And you know what I love about the hop? We've never acknowledged Valentine's Day. We never, yeah, and we I didn't think do it last that's year. That's very on brand for us. Yeah. But uh, this is this is a little Valentine's Day toast. Uh, oh and it's 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 my Valentine to beer. So here we go. How do I love thee, beer? Let me count the ways. I love thee, beer. To the depth and breadth and height my soul can reach when feeling out of sight for the ends of being and ideal grace. <laughs> Stop moving like that. <laughs> I love thee, beer, to the level of every day's most quiet need by sun and candlelight. Beer! I love thee freely as men strive for right. Beer! I love thee purely as they turn from praise. Beer! I love thee with the passion 
put to use in my old griefs and with my childhood's faith. I love thee, beer, with a love I seem to lose with my lost saints. Now say it with me. I love thee, beer, with the breath, smiles, tears of all my life, and, if God choose, sweet, sweet beer, I shall but love thee better after death. And that... Wow. That is Sonnet 43 by Elizabeth Barrett Browning. I bastardized it a little bit. Happy birthday, Cupid. <laughs> I, <laughs> wow. It just, it, it, watching you react to the music really was my oh, favorite that, part of it. Yeah, it that just, took me by surprise. That is how, some straight baby-making music right there. <laughs> my know, God, Steven. And he was staring at me the entire time. Yeah, it like, just... Whoa. How uncomfortable it made us at first. and then we What just was I doing? I was crazy. like doing some of that. I was like dancing I, Hey, stuff. God only knows. Oh. I have no idea. But... Oh, wow. uh, because it wasn't on camera, but uh, okay. Yeah. Wow, yeah, those are our favorite toasts <laughs> of the year. If uh, you agree with yeah. that, let us know. If you if we had a better one, let us know. Let us know if you have a another another preference. It doesn't yeah. matter. We this but this wasn't by vote. Uh, right. Should we go to our tap room special? Let's go to let's go back to Springfield, Massachusetts, because we've been to this place before. Yes. We just didn't. Have the cameras on. It's a new spot. We're revisiting our buds at White Lion Brewing. White Company. Lion. So, so the thought process here kind of was pretty simple. It was uh, White Lion was on the show back in 2020, actually. Um, but they they opened a tap room this year, and we didn't get to feature that on the show. Yeah. Gabe and I did stumble in there though, and we had a beer that may or may not have changed our lives. Yep. Um, so we're going to go back there. We're going to do a flight. We're going to do taproom special. We're going to take you to Springfield, Mass. Check out the brand new spot. And then we will see you guys back here on the mics for another beer. Hell yeah. Enjoy. Taproom special. Everybody. What's up, guys? Happy New Year, sort of. Kind uh, of, yeah. We're, Crazy uh, year. We're at White Lion Brewing Company in Springfield for our final taproom special of 2021. Yes. Finally, and, we're back in a taproom where we wanted to be. Yes. Thank God. Uh, they're, they're open and we're here, so we're, we're excited to be back for White Lion. And this felt like a good place to end the year because uh, this company has been on the show before. But this is a company that has gone through a lot of uh, change in the past year, and they opened this beautiful taproom that we're in right New now. New spot. Yep. Uh, Looks awesome. And we love it. This is not our first time here, but we're just so excited to, to come back and do it this way. Yeah. So we got a flight of a lot of different weird styles. and uh, All of the styles, pretty much. Uh, we've got an old favorite that we have yet to feature on the show, but that we've drank in many, many times that yep. we're probably going to go home with a four-pack of yes. each. Yes. If we're being honest, and a bunch of new stuff, so we are excited to get to it. Thanks for joining us for new another tap room special, and here we are. So I guess we should start with the sour. Obviously, Let's just kick it off with that. We should have gotten waters or something. Shit, but um, we're starting off with the blueberry and marshmallow popsicle sour. They have a lot of sours on the menu. They have quite a lot of sours on the menu. They've got a passion and peach Bellini version. They've got a grape and apple Bellini. They've got a lot of different ones. They got a seltzer. But this one was intriguing to us because marshmallow in a sour, that's crazy. It is 5.25% ABV and untapped has it at 4.14. I 
That's all the information I have for you at this time. It smells like cotton candy, but, but like in a good way. Here it is in the glass. It's definitely uh, red, you know, on the wine SRM chart, I would say. Uh, yeah. Definitely uh, got some haziness to it. And, you know, it's kind of hard to tell lacing and, and anything like that in these little glasses. But there's not much, not much head retention. We're not worried about yeah. that, though. We're just worried about drinking these bad boys. So. Ooh, but on the nose, the, it's the marshmallow. fruity and berry yes. and marshmallowy. But do you get a little bit of, like, cotton candy as well? Like, that's, I feel like that's yes. the first thing I'm getting. For sure. Like, the, because um, the berries are there, but the sweetness of the marshmallow, that, like, vanilla thing or the sugar yeah. is there for sure. And Definitely that's, sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that brings out the cotton candy. That's intriguing. The White Line's been coming out with new stuff all the time. They're always posting about stuff. And a yep. lot of it has been the wild sours, the wild different stuff, and it's been it's been really cool to see online, and so we're glad to be here, take a quick trip up, take a break from all the holiday Christmas cookies, and come to White Line. Yes, uh, repping our teams on game day, of course, as well. <laughs> all right, here we go. Let's drink the first one. Cheers. Cheers. Blueberry Blue. and marshmallow. Blue, Blue Marsh. Wow. What a great way to start the drinking day. It doesn't even taste like a sour. It tastes like a fruited beer, and I feel like I like yes. that even more. But it, there is a little bit of good carbonation with it as well. Like, it's it's solid, like, in the background, but it's there. It tastes like juice or something. It's, uh, yeah, it's got a good good carbonation to it, but it's not overly tart. Um, it's not puckeringly sour or anything like that. Um, it's really well balanced uh, because of, of the marshmallow. And mar- the, the sweetness of the marshmallow helps yeah. kind of mellow out the, the tart sour thing uh, and makes it really drinkable really like a like a fruit punch almost it's, it does kind of taste like like a berry flavored fruit punch yeah. and I really love that there's something fun about that there's there's I feel like there's more marshmallow in the smell than the taste but it still adds a layer of creaminess to it as well yeah it's a mouthfeel thing for sure creamy is a good word for it I think um, and it's you know it's zingy in the mouth but it's not like uh doesn't taste like it's kettle soured or anything. No. I mean, maybe it is. I, I don't know. The back the, end is nice because it's nice and fruity. The sweetness just cuts it really well. But yeah, it's it's like refreshing. It's tart. It's surprising. It's, uh, you know, you think of the fruited sours a lot, but you just don't think of a, an ingredient like marshmallow. So it's it's just different. It's really a, yeah. a nice... It's a great way to start a flight, for, oh, sure. for sure. This is like... We saw we saw a couple of the sours on the menu, and I, you know me, I saw blueberry anything. I was like that one. So here we are. Yep, yep. Picture Where, Violet. Just where's the blue? Across. Yeah. Where's the blue lady? Where's Violet when we need her? Um, this company, I just you know to give uh, you guys sort of a lay of the land. We're sitting against sort of a brick wall yeah. uh, that says what on it. It's hard for me to read it. The dream is the catalyst. The effort is the belief. The renaissance is the achievement. And. This I mean, all opened. I mean, Gabe and I were here I, over the summer. I want to say, yeah. and it was a construction zone. I mean, they they had the bar and they were. Serving. It was like grab beer and leave. You couldn't yeah. sit yet. But now they have a kitchen, uh, which is operated by a local restaurant in the area, which I don't have the name of. And they have this full bar. Everything in here is blue and white. There's the game on in the corner. I feel like we're in an NFL's like practice facility with like. Their logo everywhere with like good writing yeah. on the wall. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it does like have anytime, that feel. Anytime you watch like Hard Knocks or All or Nothing, like when you see the players going into the facility, it's like, do your job. Yeah. It's like written. I feel like that's kind of what we're at. Like we're in a football. There's place. a lot of mottos around. And then uh, yeah. behind the bar, we're looking at just 
wide open, open. tanks. Yeah. You know, you can see uh, the canning line. You can see just just the brewing operation right behind the bar, which uh, you see in a lot of places. But I always love when we see that that transparency that it's it's made right here and it yeah. goes right from there to those. There's no surprise. It's right there, right yeah. in front of you. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, should we move on to number two? I guess so. Or, uh, we're gonna be, we... we're gonna be drinking these for a while, and I'm very excited about it. Yeah. Um, uh, what do we have? The Spirits. next is their uh, cream ale. Uh, let me get the the full name. It's uh, it's on a different screen, so we will find it. But it's their cream ale, which is a weird twist. Yeah, we're ju- we're, we're kind of jumping here, but we're we're really looking forward to this one. Um, it's. The Twisted Tail Golden Cream Ale. There it is. Twisted Tail, Lion Tail, you know, they got to play off the theme. Um, This one looks good. Uh, You know, a lot of breweries have their own spin on cream ale, so we definitely wanted to feature it as best we could. And we love cream ales because it's just a style that we don't see as much. It's sort of a a forgotten style or a a style that's a little bit rarer. Yeah. It's very similar to an amber ale, I guess, but with just a creaminess in the mouth. And I feel like a cream ale you could screw up on, so if this one's going to be... Oh, somebody just scored a touchdown. If it's going to be uh, a good one, I mean, I'm sure White Lion can do it right. So yes. This one is 5%. Um, Untapped gave it a 3.69. Mm-hmm. So here it is in the glass. It looks uh, like a Pilsner golden, pretty clear uh, I think it's lighter to us than it comes across on camera from what I'm seeing here, but um, it, this one had a little bit more of a sort of creamy white head to it, Yeah, uh, which is, again, hard to tell in these little glasses, but when you smell a cream ale, the, the thing is like it smells like cream soda or something, you know, it's that... Yes, and then this one, I'm getting a little bit of Pilsner vibes off of it, mm-hmm. with a little hint of creaminess in the background. Yes, straw and hay, for sure. Yes, yes. which is interesting, and I feel like that can only be good. Yeah, some hops, some spicy hops, I would say, you know, if I had to guess, maybe Hallertoe, something in that world, sort of a German feel Yes, to I would it, say like German. German Pilsner. I, I feel like we should be wearing Lederhosen. <laughs> maybe not that extreme, but... We, we left them in the car. They're, uh, they're right there. I know. The car is right outside, but we don't have time to go get it, so... All right, we go. <laughs> number two. Cream ale. I'm trying to get the sour out of my mouth. Where's the water? We fucked up. Take a big gulp. Oh, yeah, this is this guy's German vibes written on it, but it's creamy. The back yeah. end is a little malty, but it's it's kind of like a sweet, bready malt. Yeah, it's a lot of... Uh, it's very similar to a, to a German Pilsner or even a Fest beer, I would say. Yeah. Uh, it's got the earthy, herbal spiciness of the hops. It's got... Excuse you. It's got a strong malt backbone to it. Um, lots of straw and hay. Lots of grass in here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's and it's really clean and refreshing in the mouth. Um, definitely cleared out the sour for me. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think taking the bigger gulp would do that. Um, but there's something very pleasantly familiar about this it's just got like a quality high quality malt backbone to it Mm -hmm. but it's a little bit of it's like sweet hay in the background yeah yeah the creaminess is again it's about uh the the cream ale quality is about mouthfeel yeah i think uh you don't taste cream or milk or any kind of sweetness from that necessarily it's more about 
how it feels in the mouth. It's it's the carbonation is moderate to low. And I feel like with this, I wouldn't want something very dessert heavy about that. You know what I'm saying? No, I mean this is a great day drinking beer. This is a great beer for tailgating. Go pack. Uh, <laughs> this is a great beer for uh, Sunday afternoon drinking. Yeah, like right. Now. Like right now. Yes. Um, because we're we have a job to do. Obviously, yeah, we're here. We're here to work <laughs> on a business trip to Springfield, Mass. Um, it's crisp. It's crisp, uh, for sure. clean in the mouth, and it's um, again really refreshing. Two different takes on two very refreshing styles. I mean, the sour is like it's like thirst quenching and like uh, it's like drinking fruit punch, like you yeah. said. And then this is like I feel like. If we don't have water to cleanse the palate, this is like the closest. Use the this, cream. This will do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I'm not getting any of the after effects from the first beer. Like, I've just tasted. Yeah. The I almost call it a pilsner. The the cream ale. So it's big very fan. Close. Big uh, fan. It's they do what, have a five percent. Five percent. Five percent. Easy drinker. Um, overall, I would say. It's, it's great. It's really impressive the amount of styles that they're able to do here. They have a lot of IPAs, a lot of New England IPAs. Uh, but to see this many sours in addition to a porter, I think I saw up there. Chocolate. Monsoon roasted coffee with chocolate porter. Yeah. And they have another porter as well. And they have a lager. Uh, they have, you know, a lot of styles for, for a brewery that's... I mean, I want to call them a small brewery, but... Uh, I, I was going to say yeah. crushing it. Yeah. Like, we have... I don't think... White Line has missed, knock on wood, but I mean... Oh, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I big mean, fans. Big yeah. fans, like, of the, the first time we did their beer, the Galaxy IPA, which I might need to go home with if they have it, um, just because yep. I love Galaxy the Hops, Galaxy but Hops. that was, I think that was the beer that got me, like, oh, Galaxy, like, yeah. that was because it's so specific, and then we did the... Black the, is Beautiful the Black is Trillium, beautiful. I think. Uh, we did that citrus and the small can one. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, we should know the name. We don't off the top oh. of our head. The tropical forest or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't that know. one was good, though. But good. Uh, I know that we have one coming up that is my beer of 2021, yeah. which is one of the main reasons we're here. Yeah, uh, and we, I, I told the guy, I was like, we're, we're going to be leaving with that. Don't you worry. Yes, yeah. yes. So. It's, uh, we'll, we'll get to that. But first, we have to move on to... Uh, crazy one here that um, is I'm, I'm excited for. It's it's their red ale. It's a cinnamon red ale. Cinnamon red ale. Main like main of a lion. Yes. M A N E. Yeah. Uh, this one is six point five percent ABV, so it's it's oh. a red ale. Kicking it up. Brewed apparently with cinnamon in it or something of the of that nature this is kind of like the holiday vibe Mm -hmm. you know it's it's very red it's very mahogany oak color yeah it's sort of like a a deep mahogany um it's like at first you think it's golden but then you hold it up to light and you're like oh no there's a sort of uh burnt quality to it or is it just a darker wooden amber yeah yeah Yeah. Um, um off the nose this has the sweet malt amber lager specific smell to it oh, like yeah. they usually do but I you know we love that we love those amber ales yeah the uh, cinnamon is really subtle on this but it's there you can detect it I feel like it'll be more in the taste it may be yeah yeah uh, this one the head from what we can see um, again sort of ivory maybe with a little bit of pinkishness to it but it's creamy and I can just already see way more lacing in this glass than in Same. the other two yeah um, but 
The nose is sweet, uh, like a red red ale should be malty for sure. Yeah. Lots of those sweet uh, toasted malts, caramel, toffee, some caramel, some toffee. I, I mean, it smells really good. Maybe it's just because they said it. I do feel like I get a little bit of cinnamon. I, I'm getting a little bit. I just think based off of the way they yeah. make it, it'll probably be more in the taste. So let's find out. I'm excited for this. Number Here three. We wow, we're running through this. <laughs> Because we got a lot to do today. It's the New Year's episode. That's we got true. A lot of- yeah, we can't waste any time. There's the cinnamon. Oh my god. There we go. You remember big Holy red gum? Shit. <laughs> wow. But it's 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 like spicy mm-hmm. in a good way. It's like the okay. So something my family did for this past holiday. Um, the the Christmas smell. You boil in a pot. It's like orange. The cranberries. The cinnamon sticks. Okay. It's yeah. that like, and it, it you just boil it all day, and it fills the house with yeah. the smell. I feel like that's the vibe I'm getting off of this beer. Hashtag Christmas beer. This beer is insane. This, this beer is, is dope. so good. It's so sweet, but it's not overly sweet. It's got spices. It's like a spiced holiday ale or something. Like I wouldn't even call it a red ale. I put this I would, in the yeah. category with like, um, like a like a spice beer, uh, nutmeg, ginger, clove. Allspice, all of that Christmas cookie stuff is in here. The this is this obviously. is a festive choice mm-hmm. for sure. There's yeah. some if you want a Christmas beer, you get this one. Yeah, it's like when you smell it, you primarily smell the malt. When you take a sip, like you almost it's a party going. You don't on. miss the malt. The malt is what carries all that stuff. Right. But man, it's like it's sweet in such a delicious way. It's unlike anything I've had before. I think. It's um, a, it's a standalone for sure. I think, especially for this brewery, like there, I don't think there's anything else like it. But there's something very holiday cheer about it. Like I wouldn't want to drink this during the summer. You oh, know, this is yeah. a specific end of fall winter beer. Yeah, this is a party. And also, like, look at the lacing in the yeah, glass. Yeah, it's got you some can good see it. It's hard to tell on the camera, but it's there. Um, but it's 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 a holiday beer. It's very different from like the, the Trogues Mad Elf or something like that. Like it's right. not fruity. It's just uh, I don't know how else. It's a spicy sort of ginger uh, beer. I'm trying to think of what beer I'm trying to compare it to because I have one in my head, but I can't I can't think of it exactly. Um, maybe Anchor's Christmas Ale, maybe, but that's dark. How many? Yeah, how many beers really feature cinnamon? Like I know there's cinnamon flavors, but like what beer can you think of that's like? This is our cinnamon whatever. Yeah, I mean, I would put it in the category of like a spiced or fruited beer. Yeah. You know, almost, as opposed to a red ale. This is a red ale. I mean, in the glass, it's it's amber, although that that checks out. Those terms yeah. are interchangeable. But I just was expecting more uh, toasted malt on the flavor because that's what I got on the nose. Right. But then the flavor is this explosion of... It's a lot. There's a lot Christmas going on. Christmas dessert, Christmas cookie. Yeah, yeah, you know? but in a good way. Yeah, yeah it's In a awesome. great way. It's really well balanced. Like, it's not cloying at all. I mean, if you don't like, you know, cinnamon, you may not like this. Yeah, probably not. Um, if you're sick of the Christmas vibes, <laughs> maybe look elsewhere. If you're but, over it, I mean, we Scrooge, get it. Scrooge, yeah. Yeah, if you're being a Scrooge. No, I mean, it's it's very good, though. It's very different, and I'm glad you pointed this one out. You were like, let's add this one. I'm oh, yeah. Very well done. Well, I, I pointed it out strictly because it was a red ale. I didn't even realize the cinnamon was in it because it's called the Cinnamon. So it didn't yeah. immediately ring when I read the, the menu. Um, but when I see a red ale, I jump at it every time. He, when I was ordering, he said to me, he said, this, this has cinnamon in it. Is that okay? And I went, yeah. 
I'm so excited. See, I wonder if they get people that order it and don't realize that. And right, like, and they're like, ooh, yeah. no. I thought this was a red ale. Why is it spicy? Um, but to me, it's so fucking good. And again, I don't want to be redundant and keep saying this, but for a brewery like this, that is a smallish brewery, to be experimenting in this way and to yeah. be this creative, I mean, it's it's really refreshing. They have a lot of beers on tap. Like yeah. they, They've got the screens that keep changing and... It's, it's it's quite a lot. It was it was somewhat hard to pin down for. I mean, there was the last beer we we're about to do was the number we were like we're we definitely get getting it, yeah. that, but the, the other three it was just kind of up in the air. Um, and on that note, should we do it? Are we ready? Are we ready for it? Uh, the last beer is my beer of 2021, and yes. it is the Casual Acquaintance Acquaintance Triple IPA New England Triple IPA. Ooh. This is. Batch number 08865, if that means anything to anybody. Oh. <laughs> but uh, this is 10.2% ABV. Oh. Untapped has it at 4.03. Where's Mike Breen when we need him? He's here in spirit. Yeah. But Exclamation this is, point all the way. This is the beer that we've had many times off the mics, yep. and it's just been, it's it's so hard to forget this beer. Every like We're definitely going to be leaving with some four-packs. Like We just can't yep. not get this beer and bring it back you know it's just too good so before we even taste the beer because we'll we'll taste it and uh and we'll talk about it but the reason it's my beer of 2021 um and we like you know we like to pick a beer of the year yeah uh, so last year it was the orchata the reason for me is that i've talked a lot about this on on the mics already I'm tired of the hazy New England style, but when you take the uh, alcohol content up to 10.2, again, it's not about getting hammered. It's not about that. It's about the flavor, and it's right. about that that level of body gives those juicy, hazy flavors that I'm kind of it tired of. It comes forward more. It gives them something to work with, yeah. and so it balances out the beer in a really great way. So I am obsessed with this beer. Uh, it changed my life. Every time I see a triple, I, I go at it. This is the reason we did the triple from Armada that we did in yep. our Armada episode. It's because this one came first. So this was back in May, June, July, whenever it was. This so is the OG for the hot. I think we're going to like it. Okay, yeah. so we've, we've had it many times. We're very excited. We've, so we've given it some depth before off the mics, but now yeah. we're excited to share those feelings. Uh, in the glass, I mean... Uh, First of all, the lacing from what you can see, I mean, it's just Ooh. coating the entire glass. It poured with a dense, creamy head. It's uh, definitely hazy. It looks like orange juice in the glass and yeah. on the nose. It smells very boozy, but a fruited boozy. Like, it's it's the hops are very, very strong. Obviously, 10.5. Uh, yep. 10.5, right? 10.2. 10.2, yeah. But, but it's very strong off of the nose, and it's this is a beer that, like, you know what you're getting into the second you smell it. Like, you know, like, yeah. maybe don't, you know... Maybe grab, we're going to need some water after this. Let me just say that. It, we needed water 20 minutes ago. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it is oranges and mangoes and, uh, you know, all of the... all of the Citrusy. All of the citrus. Um, if mm. I had to pick one, I would put it less... Maybe less tropical than more like grapefruit. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say tropical citrus. I, would I don't say, necessarily get like mango. No, I would say like the, the orange... Lemon, maybe a little lemon, but like orange, grapefruit, grapefruit, tangerine. Yes, yeah, that that, that area, that that vibe with some spiciness and as to your point, uh, booziness. So Ooh, yeah, here we go. Thank you guys for joining us for another great taproom tap special. special closing baby. it out with the big boy. Home run, slam dunk, touchdown. Yeah, I mean, what? what 
touchdown, go Packers. It's um, it's all of the juiciness, all of that like orange juice with the pulp in it, um, all the full orange, backed up by uh, a sturdy alcohol, boozy backbone. Um, no malts to speak no. of, but you don't miss the malts because you you've got all of the hoppy flavor to it. The I mean, hoppy look at strong the profile. In the glass. It's like yeah, it's luscious. It's juicy. It's like it just fills your mouth down to your. That's the knees. thing. Like there's a lot going on, but yeah. it's it's not like you sip it and it's like okay, the back end features or the the mouthfeel features. Everything gets featured. That's why this beer is so good the way it is and it's kind of dangerous i mean the booziness is there but it's like you can forget about it and that's the thing about all these triple yeah that's true. you know it's like it's there but it's not there in the way if it's like a bourbon barrel age something it's not it's not there in that way it's uh it's definitely sturdy but mm. uh you could sit on your couch and just be drinking it and it's just like the sweetness could take over and you just like you're like i can't pay attention to this sudden, netflix show anymore yeah. because of this guy and how strong oh it man is. yeah i i mean it's, it's just so good. It's a fan favorite. It's an old familiar, and it makes us very happy every time we have it. Um, all of White Lion Brewing Company's uh, cans have the lion on them. This yep. one has like a maroon-colored uh, can. So we have the logo anywhere? We don't. We don't have the logo yeah. anywhere. Well, we have it on here, I but know. it's kind of hard to see right now. But it's, it's very easy to spot. It is quite literally a party in the mouth. I can't wait to rank these. I can only imagine our number ones are this guy. Yeah. That's, I'm gonna I go, feel like that's a staple. I'll do mine real quick. It's going to be Casual Acquaintance, uh, Cinnamon, Sour, Cream Ale, uh, which is not to say anything bad about the Cream Ale. Just um, the other ones were all crazy and weird in different kinds of ways. The Cream Ale was sort of a straightforward Cream Ale. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad we had that on the menu, though, to say that they they can certainly do your standard, you know, your lagers, your yeah. cream ales, um, your porters, uh, and then they can do stuff with crazy ingredients like the sour or the cinnamon, and then this this casual acquaintance. I mean, I just, I've said it a lot on the mics already this year. I can't say enough about it. Just if you're anywhere near Springfield, Massachusetts, or in the New England area, get your hands on this. We got up here hands. quick, and yeah. we drove from Connecticut, so if we can do it, you can. Um... Like, I don't want to copy you, but I feel like that's kind of the same rankings for me. Uh, just to be a little different, maybe I'll switch the Blue Marsh and the Cinnered. And okay. so I'll do Casual Acquaintance, Blueberry Marsh, Cinnered, and then the Cream. But, like, just know that, like, that was basically... They're probably the same. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. It, I mean, I, the same reason. cannot go wrong. The Cream Ale's great. It's just, yeah. it's very straightforward. It's very, it's a little on the simpler side, whereas everything else, Casual Acquaintance, nothing's going to touch that. But then the other two, there's just more party going on. Yeah. And I appreciate that. So, White Lion Brewing, I mean, we have to get back, uh, we have to get back, but... I, I can't say enough about this company. Uh, I love what they've done in 2021. It's really impressive. This space is beautiful. It's in a mall. Guys, they validate parking, apparently. So <laughs> We didn't. We should have done that. Um, Oops. They've, they have seltzers. They have wine. They have food. Uh, I think they have, I saw someone with the wine glass. Maybe I'm wrong about Maybe Maybe not the wine. I don't know for sure. I need to order food because I'm starving. So. Um, but the place is, I, I just, I'm yeah. so happy for what they've pulled off this year and, and what's to come. So... Uh, that's why we're here in our New Year's episode. Springfield, Massachusetts. 
right near the Basketball Hall of Fame. So. White Lion Brewing Company does not disappoint. Come here, grab a beer, bring a friend, and make it your own. Yeah. And we're going to order food, and we will see you guys back on the mics. Go Pack Go. Go Chargers Go. We'll see you guys later. All right. Peace. that place so much uh for the record we did end up leaving with both the casual acquaintance and the cinemane cinemane yeah uh, it was it was a hard choice but we just had to do it and i'm very excited to uh to drink those in yeah. due time all right one more beer to uh, round out our new year's extravaganza uh, gabe where are we going we are going back to uh where are we going? Oh, we're going back to Baltimore. We're I'm sorry. Back to Baltimore. We're going back to Baltimore. Um, so as you may or may not know, Guinness is doing some big bad things. Oh, is this mine? Thank you. This is yours. Guinness is uh pulling out all the strings and all the stops, and they uh have their open gate brewery that is in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, they are basically just pulling out some fun experimental beers, and the one we have. This is a great way to close out 2021. We have the Chocolate Mint Stout is an imperial stout that's aged in Kentucky bourbon barrels. And for those of you on YouTube, this is what the bottle looks like. It looks dope. It looks sexy. It is coming in at 10.8%. Holy shit. Michael. Exclamation (laughs) point. There he is. Uh, The... Beer Advocate review is an 80 score is an 88. Untapped gave it a 3.85. Uh, for those of you who are looking at us, this is what it looks like on the SRM chart. <sighs> I'm yeah. gonna call it a solid 40. I'm gonna give it a 4.0. Uh, it's I pretty think jet black. It's pretty jet black. Um, a, a very small ring of tan head around the I wouldn't even call that tan, I would call that like ivory foam around the center the around the glass um i more tan than ivory but yeah it's definitely uh it's it's creamy though for Very sure creamy i i wasn't even trying to smell it and i got a whiff so oh, yeah. oh my goodness um so guinness has this is the first guinness has been on our show a few times this is the first non-saint patty's day uh episode that guinness has been a part of that's true yeah which they normally are part of our uh, irish celebration they're magically delicious son of a bitch <laughs> he was just waiting to pull that guy out um but this is the first <laughs> time they've been not a part of that but so originally we had the classic guinness that was on round 11 of course. and then our next year our 2021 st patty's day episode was uh open gate so that was round 64 and, and that was you had something yeah. that i didn't it was the gingerbread. It was like an imperial gingerbread stout. Yeah, and I didn't have that one. We split up we for both that had, one. We both but... had the blonde. Yes, yes. Because yes. blondes have more fun. But Damn this straight. one, you know, this is a limited uh, release thing that they just did. Uh, it just felt festive. We did do a brewery tour in Maryland and Baltimore this year, so that felt appropriate. And this just felt like, you know, I know it's Guinness, but it's it's something weird and different from Guinness, and it's a beer with mint in it, and it's 10.8%, and like... It's festive enough. And like, what the hell, man? Why yeah, not? it looks incredible. These Bob Ross, flank Bob Ross. Bob Ross is here. holding down the fort. He's here. He's ready to support. But yeah, I mean, I, 
I, I, I guess we should read the description of it. Yeah, probably. Uh, Guinness Chocolate Mint Stout is the latest barrel-aged beer from the Open Gate Brewery in Baltimore. This limited-time stout is brewed with mint, aged in Kentucky bourbon barrels, and then conditioned on pure cacao. The result is a delicious brew rich with harmonious blend of caramel, mint, bourbon, vanilla, and dark chocolate flavors. Me oh my, call a doctor. Guinness Chocolate Mint Stout is 10.8% and available through the holiday season. Say it with me. Me oh my, call a doctor. doctor. Uh, On the nose, I mean, minty mint, mint, mint is definitely there along with some vanilla and chocolate. Smells like a thin mint. Get out of my head. Or junior mints or something like that. Um, It, It smells like bourbon. And bourbon, yeah. There's some oak. There's some definitely, uh, see, this is why I'm not afraid of this. Like, mint in beer is kind of crazy, but I think that the ABV of this and the, bur- the barrel aging is going to help it hold up, you know, stand yeah. up against those flavors and be balanced and, and good. I saw a lot of reviews for and a lot of reviews against, so we are going to be the deciding factor. Yeah, I was actually kind of surprised because I feel like... Guinness was one of those breweries that like they can almost do no wrong. So the fact that there were people that were like, oh, no, big swing and a miss. I was like, wow. OK, yeah, well, well, it might depend let's... on what you're looking for. And but... here's the thing. I will say this. I am one of those people. Judge me if you want. But I am one of those people in this world that I don't like mint and chocolate. I don't like mint in food. I know. I know. It's just that you're objectively wrong. That's all. I know. I know. I like mint and gum and toothpaste. That's it. (laughs) So, but we suggested this and I figured why not? I'll be, I'll be a very unbiased, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Third party. We're here to do so. And aging Kentucky bourbon barrels. I don't know why this is like the Kentucky episode of the hop. Well, the hop is Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know why that keeps coming up. Anyway. Here we go. Our last beer of 2021. I keep forgetting what year I it is. I know. It's so crazy. Thank you guys for joining us. Cheers, beer everybody. Review. Happy Cheers. New Year. Huh. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. No, I, 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 I don't know quite how to feel about it initially. I mean, I like it, but I like, I like chocolate and mint together. Mm-hmm. This definitely has sort of a thin minty feel to it. And if you're someone who doesn't like mint, um, really, I, I I can certainly, I don't know if you wouldn't like this, but what I can say is I can certainly see this being a polarizing beer. I can certainly understand why people that like Guinness and even people that like Imperial barrel-aged stouts might not like this because the mint is bitter and it is um, more earthy bitter than I think you're used to. And Like, this doesn't go all the way dessert stout. No. Because of that earthiness. So it's intriguing. I, I actually really like it um, in a way, but the aftertaste is not my favorite. I, th- I think that in this world, the beer that I had earlier this year on, on round 64, whatever I said it was, uh, I think I prefer the gingerbread yeah. to the mint. Yeah. Just because if you're going in that holiday, fla- like the gingerbread holds up in a different kind of way than the mint does. But the mint is surprising, though, and it gives it a, f- a refreshing quality, a sort of uh, nice um, cleanness to it. Um, it's not overpowering. It's just it's definitely present, and it's uh, intriguing. Gabe? I, okay, so 
I'm getting mints, but I there's something spicy about it. And that's interesting. Um, I feel like the chocolate is a little bit lost in the taste. I feel like it's more on the smell. I feel like I'm getting more of the bourbon vanilla-y. vanilla Vanilla-y. Vanilla-y. <laughs> Oaky flavors off of the taste and smell, but more on the taste. Okay, so I'm one of those people. I don't like mint and chocolate. I don't hate this. This isn't bad. Am I going to reach? Is this going to be my first choice that I reach for? No. Am I going to drink this every day? No. Am I going to drink it maybe once a year with a friend? Um, yeah, I, I think it's interesting enough. I, I do think you are right. The mint doesn't overpower the beer, but I think based off of everything that's going on, I don't know that I can drink more than one of these in a night. Well, I mean, first of all, it's 10.8%. So that's number one, but number two, (laughs) no, but number two, yes, there is a, the, the mint brings a lot of kind of going back to what we were talking about before. There's a botanical quality to this. There's a little bit of gin in there. Like some of those Mm. like juniper berries, there's a little bit of like anise to it. Um, which that a lot of people really like that. It's just not something you're expecting from an imperial stout. So it's uh, it's an interesting dichotomy. But hey, what is the Open Gate Experimental Brewery for, if not to challenge our uh, exactly preconceived notion? Exactly, right? and we you know we always wanted to say we want the weird shit for this yes. show. We don't we don't want the base. Obviously, we do the basic stuff sometimes, but we want the weird stuff like this. Um, I will agree. The back end isn't my favorite. There's something. It's like a little bit I just it's, brushed my teeth, but also a little bit I just ate a candy bar. And yeah, there's there's, the there's too much going on there. Yeah. Um, the mouthfeel, though, is very, very creamy. Um, it's higher carbonation than you would expect from something this Yeah, creamy. I was actually a little surprised. I'm not going to lie. Um, the bourbon is there, but I do think there is a dangerous quality to this. Maybe just because you're so confused by it that you just keep sipping it, and after, and then you're like, oh, shit, happened. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm just like, wait, I need, I need to try need this to again. More. And then wait, it's wait. like, oh, it's 10.8%. Yeah. Um, I don't mind the booziness, though. I mean, I was expecting more of some sort of a bite. I'm not really getting a bite. So going off of that, I think it, we can consider it dangerous. Uh-oh. Um, it's just something that, you know, you're not... I, I think it's easy to forget how strong it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was saying. It's like the booziness is there. The bourbon is there. It's it's definitely in it. But there's yeah. something about it that just makes you keep drinking it. And then you're like, oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Tempernate. Yeah. Slow down. Um, a choice between this and a regular Guinness. I think personally, I got to go with the regular, but... Well, what kind of night am I trying to have? That's the, Well, that's the other thing. You know, it's the holidays. It's it's cold out. We're trying to get yeah. a little experimental. You know, we're trying to get weird. Uh, we're going to go in this direction. You know, I, I feel like this is one of those beers that like you're hanging out with a group of friends who aren't big beer drinkers like us. And you're like, yo, do you like mint chocolate? And the person's like, yeah, why? And you're like, I just got this crazy mint beer. Yeah. Want to try it? Yeah. And yeah. they either hate it or they don't, but at least they're in it. And like, I, okay, I'll say this. I'm going to finish this beer tonight. Well, that's because you're a professional and we're here to work. Correct. <laughs> I clocked in tonight. Um, we need to move on. Uh, we, we definitely need to wrap it up. I know that. Um, what we like to do, so we're not doing can arts and crafts today because, I mean... 
Bob's Bob's here being flanked by the Bobby. First episode in weeks, he hasn't been thrown across the room. Well, I mean, we could still make that a possible. No, Don't act no. like okay. Let me. <laughs> There's too much going on in here. <laughs> um, so what we what we like to do at the end, uh, you know, uh, mentioned this before, but we're gonna we're gonna rank our top yes. five beers, uh, our let's top go. five beers of 2021. These are beers that have been on the hop. So let's say that. Yes. Um, and I I'm nervous because we haven't compared lists, so I'm nervous. no, we have not. And this is the first year because last year we saw each other's yeah. lists, I think beforehand. So there could be some overlap here, and that you know that just is what it is. So let me ask you this: What do we do? Do we go one through five, or do we go five? Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go five, four, three, two, one. Okay. Let's go. Let's go up like that. Okay, great. I, I'll go first, and I just want to say up front. I just want to get this out of the way. I considered uh, Firestone Walker off limits because I love them and everything they do, and I had their hundredth anniversary ale, and it was fan fucking tastic. But I I considered them off limits. Uh, the casual acquaintance I also considered off limits because we drank it on this. This episode mm-hmm. and uh, the Mad Elf Grand Crew. I took those three out of consideration. Okay. So I, took, I love all three of those. I took deeply. the Rhodes Mary's Baby out of consideration because yeah, it's exactly. like I've talked about it so much. It's so like, we'll no, let's pick something. Put else. that out there. So Great. my number five is the Curtain Up beer. Uh, it's a little bit of a cheat, but that's uh, that's Torch and Crown and Gun Hill and it's Curtain Up uh, yeah. across the board. So that's number five. Number four, this one might surprise you. Uh, is Dewclaw's banana bread pudding Hefeweizen. Ooh, it's a little surprising, but I do remember you really liking it, that. I, I just was intrigued by it, and it was confusing. And the more, and I had another one, and the more I thought about it, I was like, that's just something I don't have a lot. Yeah. And it's a pairing that makes sense. And it's just, it was just interesting. Wow, okay. Number three is a tie. <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, Alesmith's Limeberry Twist Goza. Really? Yes. Wow. That that red one that, yeah. they, that they sent us. Thank you, Alesmith. Thank you. And uh, Huss's uh, Papa Go Cherry Blossom Fruit Beer. Yeah. And I like the... Tie between those. I like it, the, the how they're very similar in the I tie. liked them both yes. for the same reasons. Yes. And we drank them both here together. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Number two, Cigar City's Cubano Style Brown Ale. See now that one is surprising. Yeah. That one is very. I, I loved I, that beer. I it was Cigar City beers were very good. I Super just didn't. Good. I just didn't think that they'd make a list. Super good. Wow. And uh, Cigar City, you know, there were a lot of brown ales on my list. Uh, we had an excellent one from uh, Four Quarters. Had an oh, amazing one. The smokiness. There were a lot of brown ales on my list, but uh, that that espresso that was added to the Cigar City one that I loved that for sure. And then my number one of the year. This isn't going to surprise you at all, but it's Armada's uh, Triple I. Oh yeah, Prince. Yeah. yeah, I mean everything I love about the Casual Acquaintance. I also loved about the Immortal Prince and Armada. I just I, every time I see it now in stores around here because it's starting to take off a lot. I I get it. So nice. Um, that's. That's my list. Well done. I like Thank that. I, I like that list. Uh, yeah, the Immortal Prince is obviously great. Um, the the cherry ones. There's just something so awesome about those fruit beers with all that flavor. You know, and, like, and they were like both of them were like red in the glass. Yeah. It was so thirsty. You don't see that a lot. It was the cherry. It was so like sours. I, I like sours, and and I don't like some sours, and I go back and forth on them, right? But they were so thirst quenching. It was like drinking like a fresh glass of lemonade or fruit punch or something. Yeah. It was so refreshing that uh, I loved the cherry. And with Alesmith, I loved that sort of mix of like cherry and lime and mm-hmm. whatever, you know, that they had going on. So nice. Yeah. 
Nice. Okay. Well, since we're going backwards, I'm going to start with, I guess you can call it number six. It didn't make the list, but I wanted to give it an, an honorable mention. That's fair, because I named like 18 breweries. <laughs> Kate, you didn't like, I don't know if you liked this one. Kate May Brewing's Fake Palm Tree Coconut IPA. I had a different Kate May Brewing on my uh, on my consideration list, but it wasn't that one. Okay. But, yeah. The I just, yeah. I, it didn't, it didn't make my foot to the top five, but like if I had to pick a, like in basketball, the sixth man, yeah. if I had to pick a it's six, an honorable it, mention. it's an honorable mention. Yeah. So I'm not going to talk about it. Number five, <laughs> BB Co. Heart Swap Double Stout mm. from round 81. Mm-hmm. That, those flavors, just amazing. Did I have that? I don't even know if I had that one. Or did I drink a different BB cup? No, I think we had the we same. We both drank that I one? I think that and the Petal Prophecy. I think we both oh, had yeah, that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We did with the honey in it, yeah. Number four. Mm-hmm. From last year's, from this past year's St. Paddy's Day episode, Low Gill's Irish Slow Barley Wine. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. I remember finding that and thinking, this will be interesting. And I took one sip and I said, okay, we got something going on here. I love a barley wine. There's a party so in my pants and everyone's so. <laughs> invited. What? Uh, 10.8%. Uh, oh, my God. Okay, Ew. Keep going. All right, David, whatever. <laughs> Number three. And you'll like this one. Montclair Brewing's Bayalberry Golden Ale. Really? Yes. I do love that one. Bayalberry? How... Bayoberry, Bayoberry, that's that's what it is. Because it was a Bayobob, Bayobob fruit. Yeah, Bayoberry. That goes back to what we were talking about at the top. Yes, that's. I was so happy you said that. That's that's what we mean when we say like different cultures bring. That's something that you just would never find if it wasn't somebody that knew about that fruit and brought it into their beer. Number two, Armada Brewing Immortal Prince. I mean, it it just it was so good. Like. (laughs) exclamation point it's just you gotta get your hands on on that or 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 uh casual acquaintance or something of the like yeah it's it's a triple unlike no other yes it's there's just something about it that i just loved that we luscious it's creamy it's juicy it made you go into a a state of being i almost cried (laughs) and number one i had to do it i i go ahead Bud Light Platinum. No, I'm kidding. My <laughs> number one. I was under consideration. <laughs> no, it was up. Not for, even close. No, but it was it was eligible. That's what it I was mean. eligible. Uh, from BB Co. The seventh anniversary triple IPA. The mm. one I drank for our 100th episode. There's a septuple dry hopped triple IPA. There is no other beer like it. The flavors were insane. The the beer just. Like the definition of an of an event beer, mm. it was everything to me. And when I looked back on the list of beers we drank this year, it's it's just my number one. Yeah, that makes sense. That that episode was uh, basically us just drinking shit that we love, and so that makes sense. That's why I took Firestone Walker out of consideration. Feeling Can I tell you something feels. though? My my one under consideration for Kate May Brewing was their blueberry lemon crush yeah. in it, and I'm really upset that you didn't do it because I just wanted to play the drop. And I can just play it. I don't need to do it. I thought you did something blue. 
but you did. I it doesn't matter. I I almost uh, was up for consideration was from uh, Moat Mountain. That's the other one. The, yeah, the yeah. other blue one. Yeah. That one was very good, but I just remember the flavor being good, not great. So mm. I said, let me let me choose my tops. Mm-hmm. You know, and those those were my tops. Moat and, Mountain uh, had a great brown ale as well. So we did. Um, uh, we had one Immortal Prince. We shared. That was one the one over. That's the only. I'm surprised. That's the only I, one. I actually am surprised as well. Um, this is so. I love doing this every year. Yeah, like I love. This is fun. I love comparing these notes because it's like you go back and because you you drink those beers and in the moment you drink them and you have a thought about them. But then, like I know for me with the orchata, it was sort of doing this exercise of like going back through the list that I just I kept thinking about the orchata yeah. and I was like. That beer, this is the brewery, has a beer called Orchata, which is like sort of a take on like a Mexican horchata drink. Yeah. Um, and so it's creamy and it's... Uh, it's made with rice. Yeah, all these crazy flavors. And it was this exercise, doing it at the end of the year. We had drank the beer like, you know, eight months ago. Yeah. Uh, but it was like, wow, I really remember that beer. I really... That beer was a standout somehow. I didn't even think that in the moment. I mean, I thought it was good, but... Uh, it's the process of reflecting that makes it's you when go, you compare it to everything else. Yeah, that's that's what happened to me. My last one was the collective arts, the pineapple. Mm, uh, pina, I think it was pina. P- yeah, pina pineapple. Pina yeah. pineapple. I remember just thinking like, just the flavor profile, and there was just yeah. so much goodness going on that I really enjoyed it. Wow, good for us. Wow. Let us know your top five beers of the year, and and my beer of the year as a human. Was, is, the, is the casual acquaintance. Yeah. I will just say that. I, yeah, I do that exercise for myself yeah, every year, and that definitely, uh, yeah. We have to get the hell out of here because we are already running super long. Um, but I just want to say, uh, reiterate, uh, I'm super grateful for, for everything that we've uh, done. And just as a, as a person, I'm grateful that the world is moving back towards some sense of normalcy, but also not, but also kind of. But yeah. I was able to get back uh in it i just was reflecting on the fact that like i uh a couple weeks ago it was like a a workshop thing but i performed in front of an audience yeah and i just was trying to piece together like what is it about this holiday season that i wasn't really feeling and all this stuff and it was like it was that that feeling of performing with those people doing that thing i was doing is all i want to be doing and to be able to get back and do it for two hours or whatever it was. Yeah. I'm so grateful for that. So uh, here's to more of that in 2022. That's my personal reflection on what I'm grateful for this year is like being able to get back in a room with people and get back to work. Uh, And I know that it's going to fluctuate and I know that shit's going up and down right now. Uh, It is for all of us. Yep. But I am just, uh, if I had to pick a thing as I reflect on the end of the year, like what am I grateful for? It's like, I'm grateful for vaccines. I'm grateful for uh, scientists. <laughs> and I'm grateful that I was able to get back in a room with people. Yeah. I I remember thinking about this and just looking back at the past year and thinking like, God, it just feels like such a blur to me. It just always does. But I mean, one of the highlights for me was I celebrated my birthday in a bar with my friends. You were there. Scott was there. Yes, I, mean, I was. That was great. Yeah, that was a great night. That was a great night. I didn't pay for a beer the whole night. I love my friends. That but night felt like th- that night was early enough in the year that it was like, should we be doing this? Yeah, it was June. They but, seemed I mean, cool about it. 
But we had masks, like yeah, we, we did everything right. Um, but I mean, it was just like moments like that to be able to walk in the bar and be like, okay, we're all here together. Yeah. And, you know, we basically had the place to ourselves, but to be able to do that with friends and just like have a good time, feel normal. I feel like that's what everyone is trying to do nowadays. We're just trying to feel normal again. Um, I found love this year. And uh, I've been Cheers very happy with that. And it's been a ride. It's been fun. Uh, she is listening. Hi. Uh, she provided beer for us sometimes. She um, did do that. Yes, she did do that. So shout out to her. I'm not going to say her name so everyone can go find her. In but, case you break up tomorrow. It oh, drops great. Out. Yeah. Yeah. In case the episode drops and her name is on uh, record. I'm kidding. I'm totally <laughs> kidding. I'm so happy for you. Uh, but uh, yeah, I it's been it's been fun and it's just been I feel like every year for us, especially as artists, it's a lot of self-discovery, but it's it's been great. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Yes, thank uh, thank you, you for uh, for two years, and we'll be back next week, and then two weeks after that, <laughs> and two weeks after that. Yes. Uh, keep sending us suggestions, beer suggestions, brewery suggestions. Keep engaging with us. Uh, keep drinking good beer. Keep wearing a mask. We know it sucks. We don't want to wear a mask either, but just do it because if you're safe, then we're safe and they're safe and everyone will be safe and we can go to the bar and drink together. Thank you guys so much. We love you. We will see you soon. Happy 2022. This is the year. This is our year. <laughs> Woo! Cheers, everybody. <laughs>